You're listening to Lindisfarne Anglican Church's Sermon Podcast, the place where you can hear God's Word preached if you weren't able to join us at one of our services during the week. My prayer for you today is that as you listen to this message, you'd be challenged, encouraged, and equipped to live as a disciple of Christ in the world. May God richly bless you as you listen to this message today. Well, for those of us here today who've been married, I wonder if you've ever had one of those moments in your married life uh, where you just cannot fathom for the life of you why your spouse would do that silly thing. Can I get an amen, ladies? Uh, (laughs) uh, It tends to uh, go that way, doesn't it? Uh, I I can certainly say that I'm guilty uh, of this. Uh, You can speak to Elisa over a cup of tea uh, later about all the uh, silly things that I've done, uh, where you could say that in a best-case scenario that it was my good intentions poorly executed. Uh, or you could say in a worst case scenario that it was in fact downright laziness or simply poor husbandry and selfishness uh, uh, which she has become rightly uh, uh, unhappy about. Uh, our close personal relationships, if we're married with our spouses, but even if we're not married uh, with our close personal friends, uh, they often leave us scratching our heads, don't we? I mean, we get lots of joy uh, and uh, a blessing from them, but also they're not without difficulty. Uh, We find ourselves asking, I thought you were my friend. I thought you were supposed to love me. How how could you possibly do that? That's not uh, how I thought uh, you would act given uh, what I know about you uh, and, and how I know you feel about me. And as we look at the book of Habakkuk today, that Old Testament prophet who's crying out to the Lord, we find him, him in a similar position. He's got a God whom he loves, whom he knows to be a God of justice, uh, a, a God who uh, uh, hates sin, Uh, And he's crying out to God and he's saying, how can this be? And God's uh, uh, responding and and Habakkuk doesn't really like the response. Uh, And and so again, he enters into this dialogue with God about how it is that he can be just and he can allow and do the things that he's doing. Questions, no doubt, that you and I struggle with as well, even today, uh, in our walk with the Lord. Uh, We are looking at the book of Habakkuk, and if you weren't here last week, uh, let me just recap it for you uh, now. Uh, It is a small book in the Old Testament. It's one of those books uh, where even when you've been to Bible college, you've still got to turn up the contents page so that you can find it uh, uh, in amongst the minor prophets up the back of the Bible there. Uh, It's a small book uh, that was written uh, around the latter third of the 7th century. Uh, It's a book uh, where we see Habakkuk crying out to God. And it's weird because uh, prophetic books normally don't work like that. A a prophetic book, normally the prophet's kind of minding his own business and God pulls him out of uh, his life and says, I'm now going to commission you to go and tell my people that they need to repent of their sin." Uh, and so they then get a message from the Lord and they go to the people and they say, this is what God says. 
But Habakkuk is not like that. Habakkuk, we see, is a prophet who's upset with God. He's taking his concerns and complaints to God and saying, Hey God, the people suck and you're not doing anything about it. How can this be? And so we get his crying out to God and God's response. And that happens twice. Once we saw last week uh, and then we see today's response. Last week, we saw how Habakkuk in chapter 1, verses 2 to 11, is very, very upset with the ungodliness of his people, with their failure to be faithful to the covenant that God has uh, given to his people. And he wants, he's begging God to do something about this, to deal with the injustice and the unrighteousness. And God responds to Habakkuk and says, Yes, I will. I will not let this go unpunished. In fact, I'm going to bring the Babylonians into town and they're going to wipe out you guys because you've been so bad. And we saw uh, how this reminds us of God's justice, that he hates sin uh, and that he will not let sin go unpunished. But we also saw how in Jesus we have a God who is completely just and wonderfully merciful as we seek to find ourselves refuged in his love by him sending Jesus to the cross on our behalf. Today, we see that Habakkuk is not too pleased with God's response. God has said to Habakkuk, I'm going to bring the Babylonians to judge your people for their sin. And Habakkuk responds to God being like, what? You're going to do what? That's, that's, very, very, that's a very, very bad idea, God. How can you do this? How can you tolerate the Babylonians? He says, look at verse 13. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? He says, hey God, look, I know I was complaining about my people and how ungodly they were, but at least they're not the Babylonians. Like, this is a bad idea, God. Don't send them here. But God says... As he works his way, uh, sorry, and, and as, uh, uh, as Habakkuk continues to kind of express his uh, dismay at God telling him he's going to send the Babylonians, he gets to this final point where he says, I don't know why, but I'm going to wait and see what you say to my retort. Verse, two, uh, verse 1 of chapter 2. I will stand at my watch and, the station of my, my, and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. Habakkuk has heard from God. He's felt extremely uncomfortable with the response and he's pushed back on God and said, can you really do this? Someone, send someone like that uh, who's worse to, to, to judge us? Is that really what you're going to do? And then as he, as he pushes back on God and he wrestles with what he, he see, sees as God's reality, God, he waits. He waits for God to answer him. And before we see God's answer, I want to just take a moment to marvel at this interaction. That here we have a man of God 
who is able to both cry out to God and, and whinge to him about him not doing what he wants. He gets an answer that uh, says, this is, well, I'm going to do what you want. And then he cries out to God again and whinges about the fact that uh, he doesn't like God's plan uh, and that it seems uh, unjust and wrong to him. Uh, and then God responds again. This beautiful interaction between uh, a man of God and his heavenly father. It's really quite amazing, actually, when you think about it, that Habakkuk is able to stand before the Lord of heaven and earth and say, hey, God, what about this? What about this? I don't like this. Why aren't you doing it like this? And as Habakkuk does that, God responds and he answers him and he, and he, and he explains things to him. Habakkuk is not punished for daring to stick his head up above the sand and, and sort of say, hey, God, what's going on? Rather, he's invited into this relationship uh, where he hears from God and God responds. So I think we see here an invitation for us, uh, for us to be like Habakkuk. But when we face big problems, hard things, when we don't understand why God is doing what he's doing, we're invited to be like Habakkuk and to wrestle with him, to cry out to him, to call upon him for things to be different. And God welcomes the man or the woman who does such a thing. We need to wrestle with the Lord and then we need to be like Habakkuk and await his response. And Habakkuk gets a response, doesn't he? Verses 2 through to 20 of chapter 2 is the answer. God says, I know the Babylonians are also unrighteous. Verse 5, they're arrogant and greedy and love killing people and they love taking, uh, excuse me, taking them captive. Uh, God's saying, I'm going to use the Babylonians to execute judgment on my people who've been unrighteous. But that doesn't mean I'm going to just uh, let the Babylonians off the hook. Uh, I'm not going to uh, look uh, overlook their excessive use of violence. God says two wrongs don't make a right. I am still a God of justice. I still do not contain evil, though I will use it for my purposes when it is there. And so as God answers, he says that though he's raising up the Babylonians to execute judgment, eventually those upon whom they've executed judgment will rise up and judge them for the excessive use of violence and evil that they have brought upon the people. Let me read verse 16 and 17 as an example. He's speaking about the Babylonians. God says, You will be filled with shame instead of glory. Now it is your turn. Drink and let your nakedness be exposed. The cup from the Lord's right hand is coming around to you and disgrace will cover your glory. The violence you have done to Lebanon will overwhelm you and your destruction of animals will terrify you. For you have shed human blood. You have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. We'll see what Habakkuk's response next week is to this response of God. But what we see here again with the Lord as he responds to Habakkuk's cry of, why them? How can this be? Again we see, as we saw last week, the justice of God. That he will not let sin go unpunished. And that Habakkuk is right 
to be un- uh, unable to fathom how it is that God could let an unjust people bring judgment, but yet uh, God shows him that even they too will ultimately receive the Lord's judgment. God says he will use uh, the evil of the Babylonians uh, to judge his people, but that he will also judge them. God's character is unchanging. This is what we learn through the book of Habakkuk. God is a God who loves justice. God is a God who gives mercy. God is a God who is in control of the world. And none of this changes even when, like Habakkuk, we're unable to fully comprehend what it is that God is doing in our present circumstances. His character never changes. And this is extremely hard, isn't it? All of us here, I am sure, know of a time where we just cannot fathom how the things God is doing in our lives uh, are things that God uh, should be doing. They feel unjust. They feel wrong. We don't understand. We're at a loss. When God takes away things we desperately want, he doesn't feel like a loving father. But he is. When God is slow to judge the wicked, when they are seemingly prospering, while those of us who are seeking to be faithful to the Lord are falling under the pressures of persecution or some other trouble, he doesn't feel like a loving father, but he is. Yes. When Jesus faces his own death and is forsaken by his Father on the cross, Jesus was not feeling the loving touch of a merciful Father. He was in fact experiencing God's judgment and wrath. And he went through that experience so that we would know the truth that God will never forsake us. Never leave us. God has not given up on you. He hasn't changed. He is a God of justice. And those things in your life where you cry out to him because it seems just so unfair will be made right with him. Those parts of your life where you wish it had gone differently with him, they will go, it will go well with you forever in eternity. God has not changed. God's invitation through the struggles of this life is that we keep wrestling. We keep crying out to him. See, the worst thing we do when God takes away something we so desperately want or when God feels unjust or when we think that life is overcoming us, the worst thing we can do is to turn away from God. The encouragement of Habakkuk is to stick our heads up and say, God, I don't understand why you're doing this. Help me to understand. Help me to see your justice. Help me to know your mercy. The encouragement of Habakkuk today is that we continue to wrestle with the Lord. 
and we trust in his unchanging nature, knowing that he will prevail in this life or the next. Back in verse, the latter half of verse 4 of chapter 2, we read these words. See, he is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous will live by their faithfulness. The encouragement for us today is that we continue to be faithful, as Habakkuk was, to continue to step into relationship with the Lord, trusting, as we know now, that Habakkuk didn't know then, that Jesus has won a victory over death, that Jesus brings joy and life for eternity for all who live by faith. That as we seek to be faithful to him, God will continue to be faithful to us. Keep the faith by bringing your heart to the Lord in every circumstance, especially when you simply cannot understand why. And press into him and seek to find solace in his unchanging nature. For God's love, mercy and justice are never far from him. Amen. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening to this message today. I hope you're encouraged by God as he spoke to you by his Holy Spirit. Please head to our website if you'd like more information about our church www.lindisfarneanglican.org.au or like us on Facebook by searching Lindisfarne Anglican. We are a church for Lindisfarne, making disciples of Jesus. God bless.